What is up, headhunters, executive recruiters, beautiful people? This is Dave Stephen Patterson and Nia Lebovitz with the Headhunters Live. And uh, welcome to the last show of the year, Neil. Uh, by the way, Neil, where's uh, where's Chris? Ah, oh, Chris, Chris Wessel, our handsome co-host, is celebrating the holidays with his family. He is off uh, doing something very handsome and beautiful with himself. Which man. immediately upgrades us. We both now, there's a contest of Kianis Mas Handsome. We know who's Mas Macho. Anyway, that's where he is. Hi, Chris. Exactly. Well, uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about uh, <coughs> excuse me, New Year's resolutions and strategic planning. By the way, I've had a recurring cough the last couple of weeks, so if you hear me cough on, uh, on the show, I apologize in advance, but just is what it is. I'm doing my best and uh, eating these uh, little cough drops here. But uh, that said, before we get into it, though, um, for anybody who is watching live, please comment live down in the chat box. We can see uh, uh, to make sure that you guys are actually hearing us. Uh, if you're watching the replay, please comment replay so we know who's watching. And also, if you find the show valuable or you like it, you love it, you hate it, we don't care. But uh, uh, like, comment, share, etc. If everybody here watching this show shared it, we'd be, a, we'd be huge overnight. So with that said... We're going to get into uh, some actually training today, but before I do that, I do want to make a, a comment here, though, about Neil. Uh, and Neil um, and Neil originally is, was evicted from his New York Manhattan uh, high-rise, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and and now he's living with his parents. Which, look, I, I get, you know, no, no judgments. <laughs> no judgments, Neil. I'm just kidding. Where, where are you at today, man? I am actually broadcasting uh, from my dad's, uh, which is uh, Del Boca Vista, uh, uh, you know, kind of, you know, there's a little Jewish or New Jersey geography for folks. Is that the Jersey Shore? But if you go down New Jersey to where all the action is at the shore, you go inland about 15, 20 miles. There's gorgeous open space and it was open like forever. So they built all these retirement villages. One of the first ones down here was called Leisure Village. And the joke is seizure village. Uh, but this is an over 55 active community. And uh, that's where I am broadcasting. And thank you for noticing. It's not Central Park behind me. There you are. So the other question I have is uh, uh, you've got a, a little boss hoodie there. What's that, what's that all about? And where's mine? Uh, it's from my way. boss swag store, you know, uh, for my employees. They'll get one for holidays, birthdays, when they start. And I got myself a little sweatshirt. Yeah, back office staffing solutions where back office meets the future now. Backofficenow.com, dude. You sound like a surfer dude. What's up, dude? <laughs> I don't know what I just did. It's like a bad commercial. Um, yeah. Old Jewish surfer dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was. That was just cold. By the way, I always say Santa loves the chosen people. That's what I told you last week. Was Santa good to you this year for Christmas? Um, By... I guess not. There wasn't neither coal nor gold or whatever it is. I, if Santa was uh, absent, so you do, I don't know how to answer that. Is that a loaded question, David? <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. Well, uh, uh, sorry to, to rub uh, salt in your wound. Uh, well, well, let's talk about today's show. Let's talk about that. Let's actually get down, down to business. Yeah. Talk about the reason why we're doing this. Uh, because 
you know, for, for a lot of folks, Neil, and, and I'm, I'm sure you've experienced it. Like, let me, actually, let me ask you, Neil, have you ever, have you ever felt like every time you plan out the year and you'd have, you've got big lofty goals and you put them down on paper and you're super excited and blah, 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 blah. And then you roll into January, you're still motivated, you're excited. And then come February, you forget about the goals and you slog through the year. And the next year comes along, you're like, ah, all right, now I'm going to actually make it happen. You write down your goals, you're, and you're motivated, and February happens, and you forget about them. And every year, same thing, same thing, and eventually you stop uh, putting down your goals altogether. That, that's really common. Can you relate to that? I can relate to it a long time ago until I learned the lesson that resolutions don't work, that fad diets don't work, that big run before you walk doesn't work. So do, do, but do I get it? Human nature. Um, I, that's what the show's about today, David. So it's a loaded question, isn't it? It is a loaded question. Yep. Very loaded, very loaded. Well, that, and, and, and to be candid with you, for me, I, I can very much relate because that was me for a long time. I, I had always had, had these big lofty goals and come February, March, you know, not, not that I would forget about them, but you get slogged down in the day to day. Um, and then, and then really the rest of the year, you're maybe you're doing well, maybe you're not, but you're, you're letting the, the world and the economy and the market and, and your life and just in general dictate what you do. You're not dictating to your environment, your environment dictates to you and you're in purely reactive mode until the, until the end of the year when you, Decide, okay, now I'm finally going to change it. Now I'm finally going to get my act together. I'm finally going to lose that, lose that, uh, those, the, that beer belly. And I'm finally going to bill over a million dollars or whatever it is that your goal is, right? And I think it's a big problem. I think, and, and I think a lot of it comes down to um, you know, pe people are, um, are great planners, but they act very foolishly. In fact, there's a, let me pull up the, there's a quote here by Anatoly France it's human nature to think wisely and act foolishly, right? And so we think wisely, we, we make all these plans, but we, in, in the, in the, in the day to day, we act foolishly. Right. I think we can all relate to that. Um, so, you know, I want to uh, actually bring bust out a training that I have from one of my programs called recession breaking. It's a, it's a, a online program that I sell that really talks more about how to, um, how to, how to recession proof your practice through the use of operations systems, uh, cash management, financial management, stuff like that. So we're going to, we're going to break up some slides here and actually go through a real training. Um, but before I do that though, uh, or, 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 or at least get into to my portion of it, what thoughts do you have? Or maybe how do you approach, how do you approach your, your goal setting at the end of the year? Cause your approach may be different from mine. Well, right? I, you know, I've seen a lot of your stuff, so no, it's not so different, but the, here's the main thing I want to leave with people. Why resolutions don't work, fad anything doesn't work. And I think, I think Anthony Robbins, you know, Tony Robbins, Anthony from, from the Winnie the Pooh, right? Anthony, whatever. Mm -hmm. Tony Robbins is a famous trainer. He's like, you need a compelling reason to do anything for change for anything. Okay, and that's at the bottom line. I, I believe that in my, my essence. So with that said, you need a motivation. It can't be a calendar day without anything behind it. January, if it's going to come and go, it feels good. It's making you, okay, it's stirring up that thing that I need to take action, but what's a compelling reason behind it? So you need to figure out what that is for today's show. Not because it's the new year, because my feeling is who cares when it is. And, the you know, um, the journey starts with small steps and we're going to go into David's program. Okay. But my philosophy is come up with your plan, break it down into doable chunks, come up with 
most, the minimum viable product, your MVP on everything of what you can roll out in stages with timeframes. I keep adding on. That's my overall philosophy. David, I mean, tell us about your program and what you think, but you need a reason to want to do it and then make it happen. Go, David. That's my philosophy. Yeah, I do. I mean, a lot of it comes down to motivation. I think, I think um, um, the, the issue with, with yearly planning is that as humans, we're not built to think we're not built to be long-term planners. Um, and so there's a lot of value in having a five-year plan, a three-year plan, even a one-year plan. But at, at the end of the day, we're not very good long-term planners. And so I'm a big proponent of the, of the 12 week year. And in fact, I'll be talking about that here soon. We, we break out the slides, but when you think about a 12 week year and you look at each week as a month, if you will, um, it makes planning a lot easier because you can do what are called sprints. Uh, and a 90 day sprint is a lot easier to, uh, it's, it's not easier to, to, uh, to sprint for 90 days uh, than it is to sprint for an entire year. And so you pick you know, two to three goals that you want to accomplish over that quarter. And again, you, you, you think of it again as a sprint uh, for 12 weeks and maybe take the 13th week off for rest. But I think a lot of it comes down to uh, looking at every, every year instead of uh, looking at a year, looking at it as a quarter. Right. So uh, we'll be talking about that as we get in, into it, uh, because I, I also want to talk. Wait, about David, let me let me add on to this. Okay. Since today's a kind of holiday show, I love what you just said, because I'm not aware of this program of yours like that. It really resonates with me for a lot of reasons. And, and I would train when I was a professional trainer on employee engagement. And, uh, you know, it's it, it's it's fascinating. Right. Oh, excuse me. Um, it's just it. Uh, Oh, I just lost my my uh, my entire, entire train of thought on it. Son of a gun! I hate when that happens. Um, keep going oh, anyway. Twelve week yeah. year uh, training. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. The uh, duh. okay. Yeah. The main yeah. point was uh, duh. It's like such a big one. But it, it you you ha life can't be treated like a marathon that doesn't end. It's impossible. If you imagine there's no end, you can't. You have to sprint and pause. And engagement, you just nailed it. There's so many studies on regular renewal. Athletes do it for training. It's at the fundamental way of, of training and development. So it hits so many things that you're saying that I love. So that's my thought, right? You need to do that. You need to sprint, be in your zone and refresh and train and renew and back off. So I really like where you're going, David. 100 percent. All right. Well, let's let's do it then. Let's um yeah, do it. Do I'm gonna share my screen here and actually show you guys uh, what I mean here. So again, this is a training that I broke out of my recession breaking program. And by the way, I'm gonna go ahead and throw this in there. If anybody wants to purchase said program, um, it's 21 lessons on how to recession proof your business. You can go to the digitalheadhunter.com forward slash rb. Uh, and use the code BREAK50 for 50% off. And that is going to be good through the first. After that, the deal is over. So 50% off, uh, use code BREAK50 at checkout and go to the digitalheadhunter.com forward slash RB to get immediate access. Uh, what happened and actually, they well, type in BREAK100? Did, did they get it for free? No, unfortunately, that does not work like that. It's okay. not, how, not, not how discount codes work, time, my friend. Saving them time. And speaking of which, by the way, if anybody here, before we get into the training, if anybody here is interested in a back office solution, I've explored a lot of others. And granted, I'm maybe a little bit biased in saying this because Neil's my co-host. 
In fact, I recommend Back Office 7 Solutions, despite Neil being my co-host, to be quite candid with you. But I would uh, go to backofficenow.com. If you are thinking about adding contractors to the mix, go to Brett to go to backofficenow.com, register, and uh, you'll be completely taken care of. Great, great company, great service. Yeah, in fact, uh, they came out with a new app that allows you to actually customize your invoices, customize like a, uh, uh, a contractor portal, like a client portal. With your logo, your colors, it's really slick. And as far as I know, I don't think any other back office provider has that. So uh, I feel like we need a logo right now. Back office now. <laughs> back to you, David. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's share my screen here. So give me a moment here, folks. I'm going to uh, get my uh, this setup here on my end. Uh, so bear with me. Do, do, do. Here we go. Share. And there we go all right so i hope you guys can see this uh so this again this is a lesson that i pulled out of my recession breaking series right um so that's so let's get started now there's there's going to be a couple things on here that uh you um that uh, uh, I'll have to explain for the detail because this is meant to build on top of a few of the lessons in the program. Um, but we'll, we'll muddle through as best we can. But I think in other words, this is only valuable if you upgrade today for that paid program I offered before you cheesy son of a guy like Christmas, David. Really? I know I'm such an a-hole. Oh, <laughs> such an a-hole. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's d dive into it here. One of the big problems that, people have in terms when it comes to their planning and it's a problem that i used to have until i adopted this method uh is the reality gap and it simply means that it's the gap the lies between what people say they want to do and what they actually do is the silent killer and it is especially when you go year after year after year after year the same old thing same old thing same old thing it gets very frustrating i know a lot of people who've completely given up on yearly planning because of that now uh, I mentioned this this uh, quote before, but I think it's really relevant. And this specifically relates to that 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 reality gap. Anatoly France said, "It's human nature to think wisely and to act foolishly." Right, and 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 that's best represented at the end of the year when you say, "Okay, I'm, I'm going to lose 50 pounds over the next you know quarter or six months, and I'm going <laughs> to be super strict. I'm like, die. I'm going to meal prep, and the next thing you know." It's you know Saturday night. You're out drinking with your boys. It's it's late. You go to Taco Bell. You completely ruin your diet because again, it's human nature to act foolishly, no matter how wisely we actually plan. So keep that in mind. And so I think a lot of this comes down to, and and the, and the mistake a lot of young people make is that they're they think they're invincible. Uh, so they think they just plan it out. They think that again they they they. They're too confident in their own abilities and their own discipline. So I think the more you understand human nature and the more that you can gain your own mental wiring, uh, the the better chances you ha have of actually uh, uh, meeting your goals or hitting your goals or at least making progress towards them. So let's talk about New Year's resolutions, New Year's promises that we make to ourselves every year because it's not just about business. Uh, for For the folks listening to this, that aren't corporate, that aren't HR, even if you work for an agency, you don't have to be uh, an owner or independent recruiter yourself. But at the end of the day, for for our work on a commission, we eat what we kill. And in that sort of situation, in this business, our lives and our businesses become – or practices become integrated, right? And so uh, the the personal goals that you have, whether it's you know visit Europe, read a book every week, 
learn Spanish, drop the love handles, you know, get your sexy back and keep it that way. All those things that all those goals that you have are they're just as important as your business goals. And so when you do your yearly planning, uh, you have to to realize that you have to also have to find a way to be able to hit your personal goals as well, in addition to your, your business goal. So, you know, when we talk about quarterly planning, which we'll get into here in a few minutes, uh, this is going to apply to your personal goals and your personal life as well as your business. Because at the end of the day, in this business, your personal problems quickly become your business problems. Your business problems usually can be tra traced back to some sort of personal problem, right? Handle your personal shit and your business shit it will be much more likely to be handled, all right? So with that said, let's talk about uh, the reason why this is an issue uh, is because humans are piss poor long-term planners and a year is much too long for most people to stay focused on. And so I'm a big fan of focusing on quarters instead of years. Uh, and so think of every 12 weeks as you would a 12 month year. Uh, and there's a few reasons why this, this works really well. Uh, and first off, it's motivating because if you hit a goal, you're much more motivated to then hit the next goal and the next goal. And if you could chunk them down, just as Neil was saying earlier, chunk those down manageably, again, in 12-week years, uh, you'll, you'll be much more likely to stay motivated throughout the year, right? So the more you can accomplish quickly, right, the more motivated you'll be. And also, the better your understanding of what's going on in your practice will be, right? And given that the 13 weeks of quarter, you give them a built-in week for coasting and recovery and renewal right in it with the 12. Exactly. That's your, that's your vacation time right there. Yeah. So, so, so let's talk about this because it's not just quarterly planning, though, uh, because you also have to think about weekly and monthly planning. So uh, if you look at the show notes, the, I talk about having a, a seven-week plan – I'm sorry, seven-day plan, a 30-day plan, and a 90-day plan. So you, the 90-day plan is going to be your quarterly plan. But let's first – let's go all the way down, though. First, let's talk about your weekly, right? Uh, and I call that your tactical habit. Tactical meaning boots on the ground, uh, short very short-term planning. What do you got to do right now in the moment to accomplish your goals versus – Strategic planning, which is going to be your more long-term quarterly planning. All right. So, so the first thing you got to do is is set a a a weekly task for yourself every Sunday instead of wasting your day watching sports ball. You know, and again, for many of you, sports ball is is your Sunday pastime. But at the end of the day, watching sports ball is not going to make you a millionaire. What is going to make you a millionaire um, and achieve financial wealth for you and your family and build your legacy and all those all those fancy uh, topics is weekly planning. All right. So yeah, think about, think about what's more important to you. Your weeks are one on Sunday. So every Sunday, write down everything that you need to accomplish over the next seven days, along with all the time that you assume this will take. Now, this is really key because the reason why people don't follow the plan is because they don't. Uh, allocate their time accordingly, right? So this is a really simple trick. Estimate how much time everything that you plan for the next seven days will take you, right? Or that you assume that will take. Once you do that, double that time allotment because we always think things will take less time than it actually does. This is 100% true for me. I know it's true for you, Neil. It's just, and, and it's true for everybody. So double the time allotment. Then take that list and eliminate at least 50% of anything that is not critical. 
And it says usually about 50% of that list. So keep in mind what you're doing is you're taking the time allotted that you've estimated, double that, and then list out your task and eliminate the bottom 50% or anything that's not critical. If you do that, that'll give you a much more reasonable, much more reasonable estimate on what you can accomplish that week and how much time it will take. Right. Uh, for me, this is a big one because uh, I almost every time when I create a plan, I never estimate correctly. Once I started doubling that time and then eliminating 50% of what I wanted to do, it got me a lot more accurate. The problem is if you plan every week and you never hit your, you never uh, uh, work your plan or accomplish what you want to accomplish, what's going to happen is you're going to be less motivated and the the siren call of sports ball on TV and a six pack and the beer is too tempting because you think, well, I'm not going to hit my plan anyway, not going to catch my goals anyway. So let's watch sports ball, right? And have some fun. So I got one even sure to add on to this because yeah. this is a big nihilism that we're talking about. Let them watch their sports ball. Okay. Watch it. Fine. When it comes time to executing this plan that you're writing down, Human nature is to be distracted. Human nature is to feel busy with things that are not critical, like David said. David and I could talk about that in trainings on end. David knows right where I'm going. So watch football, watch baseball, watch sports ball. Focus on how much you are distracted. Why aren't you getting those things done on this list? Why? It's not because you're so busy. It's not because you're watching football at the end of the day either. It's because you are a victim to the email, to the inbox, to the person calling you, to the this, to the that, to the nonsense that isn't those things that you just wrote down. Do it. Just do it. Right, David? So, you know, we could talk about that. 100%. And, and, and look, and I'm, not saying, and I'm not saying to not watch sports ball, though I did technically say that. But my point is, yeah. is what, what is more important? If you've got an afternoon plan of watching sports ball or football, whatever it is, then just think to yourself, okay, I get to do that once I finish my, my planning for the week, right? So if, there's, if there is a choice between the two, always take planning. Oh, no brainer. Yeah. If you want to have fun, then just make sure you wake up early and take care of business first. So then you can go have fun with your boys or with your family or, or, or fantasy football or whatever it is with a clear conscience uh, without feeling guilty. And then yeah. you can actually have fun and, 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 and get charged up for the following week. But yeah. planning is the most important thing you can accomplish on a Sunday. Yeah. And David, before your thing. next slide, uh, one of the listeners wrote that they don't get this whole recession talk. The USA is not in a recession. And I'm going to say, I'm, I'm bowing out of, uh, I have nothing to do associated with the opinions that are rendered here by David Stephen Patterson and his likeness. Uh, I don't think we're in a recession. This is from one, whatever. David, you want to address that. Uh, take the points. This is yeah, New Year's I, resolution I, planning. So here, here's my thought on this one. So I don't, I can't see who said that, um, but I, I, um, I think that that kind of talk is not productive. And here's here's the reason why. Um, yes, we don't want to dwell on bad things. However, um, hiring has slowed significantly. Interest rates are through the roof. Inflation is really is really strong. And while we can say all day long. There's no recession, sure. Uh, I can also say my marriage, my marriage does not need work right now. My marriage is perfect. Well, how, do, how much, uh, what good does that do me if 
if my marriage actually needs work, my wife isn't happy, I'm not happy, is it better for me to say, la, 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 everything's fine, or just recognize the situation that it is and work towards towards fixing it or work towards managing it, right? And so it does annoy me when people say that because I do get what they're saying in the sense that, hey, right. you don't want to focus but on- It depends on you to define recession, but, right? If but, you but, define but recession- well, well, one thing you can do as, as a recruiter is to ignore the market realities and you wake up one day thinking that uh, uh, it was like it was, let's say, a year ago. Okay, this actually, here's a great example. 2007, 2008, 2009. A lot of people who keep, kept telling me, no recession, no recession, no recession, no recession, got flushed out of the business because they didn't prepare for the market reality that we were in during that time. So there's a difference between being same positive and being prepared. So take that as you will. Uh, but that's the way I look at it. No, it's uh, interesting. Being, I, I, I want to add prepared. to it. Right. It depends, right. How you define recession, right? So if you want to look at just the number of GDP, whatever, well, we're not, that's one thing. If you want to say tons of recruiters that we deal with, what used to work isn't, the old tricks aren't good allowing. There's tons of people not making it anymore. In my business, we have tons of partners who they're gone. So call it what it is, right? So I hear what you're saying. No. Totally. I'm not a big fan of sticking my head in the sand. Um, yeah. Now, it's just not, it's not, it's not productive um, to be realistic. Now, at the same time, um, uh, but at the same time, you also don't want to want to um uh, uh drown your drown your miseries, right? I think people tend to uh be folks of the negative either, right? Or be folks of the negative. You don't want to create yeah, the negative. yeah. You don't want to be self-fulfilling prophecy. But again, you want to be realistic, certainly realistic about yeah. it. Because yeah. again, like because because I know for a fact, uh for me back in the last recession, I didn't prepare for it. Uh and so it caught me by surprise. And so and it wasn't as easy to pick up jobs anymore. And I didn't do things to adjust in time when it really put me in a bad way. And so that's the lesson that I learned. Um so that said, and and on top of that, I will I will say that it was very interesting to see how the federal government changed the definition of a recession uh, when, when when we experienced two quarters of negative growth, and that was the standard for recession. And all of a sudden, magically, oh, we changed the definition of recession now. Uh, so, not to get into politics, but uh, let's be real, they did change the definition uh, when we're when we actually slid into that recession. So. I'll just for now, in fact, anyway. they're talking about Congress changing it to Joy Session as a new name. Just change it all out. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I, I love the names of the bills, like the Patriot Act. You know, <laughs> uh, the 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 Inflation Reduction Act, which did uh -huh. nothing but. Uh, anyway, let all right. So let's talk. Let's get back to this. So weekly plan, right? So anyway, good rule of thumb. Double the time it you think it'll take it'll take you to take to accomplish your tasks, and then from there eliminate the long critical tasks. And again, there's usually about fifty percent of what you plan, and that'll give you a more reasonable estimate of what you can accomplish for the week. Now, from there, share your plan with your team if you have a team, right? Uh, and delegate as much as you can or as much as you can bear. Because uh, remember, you are a CEO, even if you're an army of one. And even if you work for another agency, at the end of the day, because you kill what you or you eat what you kill, it is really your baby, your business. Think of think of like a CEO. So if that means, again, even if you work for another agency, if that means getting a virtual assistant and paying for that person out of your pocket, then do it. Right. So as delegate as much as you can. 
to your staff if you have one. And don't forget my man Pareto. Leave 20% for yourself and delegate the other 80% to your team's best players. All right. Look at you. Now let's talk principle dropping over there. Oh, look at that. The Pareto principle. And then from there, from there, you want to think about is your monthly planning. So everybody has got sort of, you know, has their different techniques, but the way I look at it is your monthly planning, your monthly bridge is the bridge between your tactics and your strategy. So let's actually talk a bit about that and what that actually looks like. Oops, got a call coming. There we go. So um, I'm not going to go into financial planning here, but again, just the way I look at it is your weekly planning is for your, your tactical tasks you need to accomplish to accomplish your, your long-term goals. Every month, look at your cash, look at your cash runaway, look at your finances, look at your P&Ls. Um, for most recruiters or most independents, the only time they look at their P&L is every April when they do their taxes. You should be looking at, at that every single month, looking at your cash, looking at your cash runaway, et cetera. All right. Now let's talk about your quarterly planning. All right. This is really what, what, what I wanted to talk mainly about today. So here's how you should approach quarterly planning. First off, pick two results, no more than three tops. What you don't want to do is pick five or six or 10 goals because what's going to happen is you're not going to accomplish them. Uh, you're going to be spread too thin. So ideally, pick two, maybe three that you need to accomplish or basically do or die. Okay. And from there, define your tactics. Okay, how are you going to get there over the next 90 days, right? So this is the how behind the results, which are your goals, all right? Um, and those tactics are going to uh, be what you plan every week. So remember what I said about weekly tactical planning, quarterly strategic planning, right? Just like in any war, your strategy determines your uh, uh determines uh, how you how you approach the war, but your tactics on the battleground is how you actually approach the battle, your daily and weekly battles. So think about these quarterly planning sessions as your strategic planning. Now, another key thing to think about, and one that people tend not to think about is, think about the routines or the habits or the rituals that you, that you want to develop during this time. And by the way, what I mean by ritual is just another way of saying habits. For example, when Neil, when you go to bed at night, there's probably a certain ritual that you follow, right? You brush your teeth, you floss, maybe you put on your pajamas, maybe you read for 15 minutes before you 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 get to bed so you can start kind of winding down or whatever your ritual is. Um, but there's a ritual that you have right now, I'd imagine, every night before you go to bed or maybe when you wake up in the morning, right? We all have them. So I'd say, so think about, well, if you're trying to accomplish these things, think about the different rituals that you need in order to accomplish that. So, for example, uh, maybe your goal is losing weight. Maybe your goal is to is to lose 20 pounds over the next quarter or whatever that is. Uh, okay, then what are the rituals and habits you need to – well, it's obvious, right? Going to the gym, but also uh, maybe drinking water. Maybe it's a certain supplements you need to take on a daily basis. Maybe it's uh, weighing yourself, measuring your body fat. Same thing when it comes to business development. What are – routines and habits or rituals to put in place if you're trying to accomplish something in terms of maybe your prospecting goals. Maybe that could be 
everybody when you go in before you do anything else it's checking your unified inbox for your email campaigns and make sure make sure that your leads are applied to reply to consistently or maybe you have a hot list of prospects and leads that maybe haven't closed yet uh, but you want to stay in contact with on a daily weekly monthly basis maybe it could be that uh, it could be reviewing a cold call that you made like maybe a cold call recording or a sales call recording you made the day before maybe there's a certain ritual for that every morning maybe it's meditation to make sure that you're kind of mentally prepared maybe it is uh doing a role play with your buddy every morning as soon as you walk in the door so that way you warm up your mouth and you're prepared for the cold calls you have to make that day right so there's always so the more that you can make these routines and habits the easier they'll become because I'd imagine for you, Neil, there's really not a lot of effort for you in brushing your teeth every night. You just do it mindlessly. I know I do. I don't think about it. I just do it. I don't have to force myself to do it because it's a habit. It's a routine. It's a ritual, right? So, so don't you think about the tactics you need to get to where you want to be, but also think about the rituals and habits you want to uh, put in place to actually make that happen, right? Uh, and then from there, you want a weekly review Every Sunday, this is your member is your tactical planning. We're going to review the plan for the following week, review the results, what you accomplished during that week, and adjust and 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 look at where you stand as well in terms of uh, 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 how close you're getting to your quarterly goal, and then you can adjust accordingly. Right. So uh, this now what you'll see on the slide here, as I mentioned, this ties right into the GTD system. So this is another lesson I have in that in this program. Um, uh, so I won't go into it here. Get Things Done program for those who don't know. Things Done. Yep. By David Allen, uh, not the guy from In Living Color, uh, but the other David Allen. He wrote the book. And uh, in essence, it's a, it's a project management system uh, that helps you um, uh, manage your daily tasks, uh, whether they be business related, personal related, et cetera. Um, a lot of, a lot of, um, um, uh, uh, productivity issues arise from, uh, not keeping track of all the things you have to do in your day-to-day -day life, right? Whether it's picking up milk at the store after you come home from work to remembering to put together an email campaign to remembering to, uh, be on time for your parent teacher conference. Remember, I said it before about your work and life that they're really integrated in a lot of ways. There's really no such thing as work-life balance for recruiters, which is it just is what it is, right? So if you the more that you can actually manage your manage your life, manage your tasks, uh, etc., the less brain power you have to try have to try to remember everything. So uh, I recommend tools like ClickUp, which is what I use. There's also Asana. Uh, there's OmniFocus. Taskade. There's a ton of project management tools out there to help you manage your your day to day. So I won't get into the GTD system here. Go read the book. Uh, if you, it's called Getting Things Done or buy my program, either way, but learn the GTD system, all right? Um, so that said, though, one thing about the GTD system that I will mention is that there's a thing called an inbox, uh, just like an email inbox, where you, let's say you, throughout the day, you have an idea. I need to, I should create a new email campaign, or I need to make sure I reach out to this person or this prospect, or I need to make sure I call AR, uh, the AP department for my client to make sure they got my invoice, they can pay my fee, or whatever it is. Um, so 
what you want to do with an inbox, and again, go read the book for more detailed description of it. But basically, if you have a Asana or ClickUp or some other project management tool, uh, you just put the, the maybe a voice note or a more maybe written note into the system, and it collects in your inbox. And maybe every other day, uh, or at a minimum every single week, we're gonna do what you'll do is you'll clear that inbox. So you take all those things that you listed in there throughout the, the last few days, the last week, and you assign them to if, if, if this if those tasks are in service for your 12 week year, then assign it to that particular project or goal. Um, if it's something that isn't a priority, uh, then maybe put it in a list called your queue list or your waiting list, right? That you'll accomplish someday, just not right now. And that way you'll never lose a good idea either, right? But just make sure that anything you have in the inbox that you assign different projects that you'll that that you'll accomplish for that week, give priority to those that align with your overall two to three goals that you've made for your 12-week year, all right? So next, you want to make sure that, again, on that weekly basis, look at your KPIs, right? Your key performance indicators. So that means looking at both your lagging and your leading, your, so your leading and your lagging indicators. What that means leading indicator, metrics and execution score. So your metrics, I'm sure most of you, most of you guys already know what that is. How many, I don't know, how many calls are you making per day? Maybe that's a metric that you track. Maybe your phone time, if you're, if you're doing a lot of heavy phone work. Or it could be email sends. It could be uh, interviews per day, send outs per day. And you know the old saying, a send out a day keeps the manager away, right? Um, so send outs per day. Whatever that metric is, right, you want to track that or review that on a weekly basis because that is a leading metric. The... Uh, and you should know, or if you track these for for a decent period of time, you'll get an idea that uh, for for every candidate you reach out to, you're going to get a certain number of interested candidates, and a certain number of qualified candidates, and a certain number of submittals, and a certain number of interviews, all the way down to a placement. Knowing those numbers, the more that you can track those metrics, then that's a leading indicator of what you're going to build over the next 90 days, right? Um, an execution score, what that is, that is specific to the 12-week year methodology. Um, on execution score, it's, it's, it's actually really, really simple. It's just every week, ask yourself, did I accomplish what I needed to accomplish this week to get uh, – to make progress towards that 12-week goal? It's either – it's a binary, yes or a no, right? And then if you track that every single week – uh, and you need to make sure you're getting an execution score of 90%, 100%, whatever that is. If your execution score is lagging, then you know you're not going to be hitting that goal over the course of the quarter. So it's just simply a binary yes or no or one or zero. Did you accomplish what you needed to accomplish this week in, in service of hitting your quarterly goal? That's all, I, that's all the execution score is. All right. Um, lagging indicators, that's your performance over time as you hit your milestones. So lagging indicators, things like billings, right? If it's if it's a business goal, um, lagging indicator uh, could be things like your your weight. If it's a fitness goal, right? So whatever the actual numbers are that you're trying to hit, those are going to be your lagging indicators, and make sure you're tracking that. So really important, really important to make sure you're tracking numbers every week, both your leading and your lagging indicators. All right. Now, the way you want to think about these quarterly. Uh, planning sessions, right? Your strategic planning, and I call this wargaming, right? Because again, you know, you got to think about 
kind of the the the, the market that we're in, or just your, the year year in general. This is you're in war, right? Even in good times, you're in war because at the end of the day, there are a gazillion competitors out there who want to eat your lunch, right? And who are planning to eat your lunch, so they're in a war. You are too. All right. So, in general, you want to keep your wargaming quarters to focus on your big structural changes that you need to make. So, so it could be putting a prospecting system in place. Uh, it could be a hiring goal, uh, a weight loss goal, but anything really big. So, uh, uh, building out your your marketing ecosystem, for example, building systems. Um, maybe deploying some automation in your business, whatever that happens to be, right? While your tactical weeklies are all about generating more cash, right? To focus on what you need to do to convert your leads into clients, interviews into placements, placements into cash, et cetera, right? So again, that's why your strategic quarterly or your big goals, your tactical weeklies, generally focused on building towards those goals and cash generating activities, making calls, making placements, et cetera. And then ideally... Because every quarter typically actually is 13 weeks, not 12 weeks. Use that 13th week for review, rests, recharging, et cetera. Even if you don't think you need to rest and recharge, um, you'll be surprised. It is nice to be able to take a week off, not a week off from your business necessarily, but to be able to let out the gas for a week, recharge, maybe do some new planning plan out your next quarter and that way so you know the following week your the first week of your next quarter you can hit the ground running feeling recharged and refreshed and not feeling burnt out so really really key to make sure that you are resting yeah and david if you were to add on to what i'm saying was saying earlier about this rest and renewal what i love about it is you can just adapt this into your own way right a quarter doesn't have to mean april 1st right july 1st it you know get the concept here and then it could be two weeks off in between go with it so this encompasses getting things done is great it encompasses all the beautiful strategy of uh, of write it down keep yourself focused on it put a timeline and urgency and all that in between so i love this 100 100 um let's let's uh finish this off by talking about one more thing and that's gonna be points of failure so how, how how are we going to fail doing this? Because it's, it's great. Just like before, what I, what I mentioned about recessions, you know, uh, you should never stick your head in the sand and not recognize the reality in which we live. Same because, you know, because reality will hit you smack in the face regardless of what you actually think. At the end of the day, let's talk about how things can fail, right? We want to be positive, yes, but it's really important to recognize what are the points of failure so we can avoid them, all right? So I'll go through these pretty quick, uh, not in any order, uh, but these are all points of failure, and you should all be aware of them. So first off, not having a strong enough why, or in other words, not having emotional leverage. Um, just like that old trope about the mother who lifts a car off of her eight-year-old child, right? Typically, typically, most women aren't not going to be able to deadlift a car. However, a mother who has enough emotional leverage, right, saving her child, she has a strong enough why to deadlift like she's never deadlifted before in her life. Why? Because she has emotional leverage. The yeah, emotional David, leverage. I right will say this. You said yeah. in no particular order. I would agree, but for that first one, that's first and foremost, and then everything else. 
the why factor as a trainer, you know, Tim Kelch has a work with a call. He did training just on that. The compelling reason Anthony Robbins talks about it. The why, what, why? And you answer it yourself. I think then, yeah, all the other things, they're all so important, right, David? It's just so critical. Oh, for sure. For sure. And th th look, th there's a reason why top performers typically have pictures of their kids on their desk. It's not, it's not just they can look at their kids and like show, show off their kids to the people and they see them. It's, it's, you know, when you're having a bad day, look at your kids. Cause that's the reason why you're working so hard. That's the reason why uh, you're, you're willing to eat shit to keep them fed. Right. So yeah, you're right. Having a, having a strong enough why is really important and make sure you have enough whys attached to your goals. Really, really important. Not managing your downsides. Now this is a really big one. Um, in my view, and again, this is all about recognizing reality. There's infinitely more profit to be had in managing your downsides and just focusing in on your upsides. And what does that mean? Well, I know for me personally, and everybody else is a little bit different, but for me personally, uh, if I have uh, a couple beers uh, at night during the week, it affects me the next day. I know that for a fact. If I were to manage my downsides, then I should say during the week, if I'm going to have a productive week, I need to make sure I'm, I don't drink at all during the week. Now, uh, that may not apply to anybody else, but I know me. I know my downsides. I know that for, for one, if I don't get to bed by 9.30 or 10 o'clock, then I'm not waking up early. If I want to wake up, start waking up at 4.30 or 5 to accomplish some things I want to accomplish, I know I need to get to bed at a decent hour. I know that I need to, or maybe if you're losing weight, then you might want to take all the ice cream in your house on the cookies and candies and throw that out. Manage your downsides. Uh, really, really important. And that's the reason why most people don't hit their goals because they don't manage them correctly. So manage your downsides. Three, not eliminating distractions, right? Um, there's a thing called addition by subtraction. Uh, the more that you can eliminate things like Facebook, uh, 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 social media, uh, things like TikTok, and you scroll through video after video after video, uh, things like um, – um, uh, well, here's a good one. We're all trained on if you want to uh, be really focused, you, you want to put together or put forth a really consistent marketing effort, make sure you have golden hours or platinum hours, whatever you want to talk about, right? Having, let's say, two hours of time in the morning or the afternoon, all you're going to do is make cold calls. And you tell everybody else, whether you work from home, work in an office, do not disturb me between the hours of 10 and 12 unless there is a fire. I don't want to hear about it. You can wait till later. What you're doing there is addition by subtraction. You're subtracting distractions so you can add effort and add focus. So make sure you eliminate any distractions. In fact, go back to the, the prior uh, uh, thing that I mentioned about time management. Estimate all the time it takes to accomplish goals throughout the week, then double it, and then eliminate at least 50% of all the non-critical th uh, critical things, and that'll give you uh, a, a more reasonable and accurate uh, uh, estimation of what you could do in a week. Right, so that's through eliminating distractions. Not managing your energy. Um, a lot of people talk about time management. Uh, time management is important, but I think what's more important is energy management. Mm. Um, I could talk for an hour on this, uh, but I'll keep it real simple. Let's do it, David. That let's make that a show. Me too. Oh, make yeah, it a, make show. That a show. But, but I will say this. Um, Energy management, all that really is, is knowing when do you have the most energy throughout the day and picking that time into your most difficult task. For most of us, it's in the morning, and we and that fades throughout the day. So do your most important tasks in the morning when you have the most energy. So energy management. 
changing everything at once. This is another one, right? Uh, making radical changes. It's it's if you're if you're losing weight, maybe it's not the best idea to crash diet your first few weeks because you're more likely to then bounce back uh, or regress. Uh, on Saturday night, when you're out with your boys and drinking, you get Taco Bell or maybe uh, that that pint of ice cream, pint of Ben and Jerry's, and the freezer starts looking really good at 12:30 at night, and you know you shouldn't do it, right? So, so manage that, right? So, uh, and next, why does Ben and Jerry do it so perfectly? Where like you you only feel like you've eaten half of it, but you've actually eaten 80 percent of it, right? And you're like, oh, I'm going to save half. Then you go in and you hit the bottom. You're like, oh, son of a bitch, I might as well finish it. It's brilliant, right? Sorry, 100 percent, 100 percent. Now uh, a few more here. Not tracking your actions is, is another point of failure. Uh, we all know what is not measured does not get improved. So have some sort of tracking system where you're tracking all these all your numbers and all your metrics every single week. However, focusing too much on lagging indicators is another point of failure because lagging indicators, all they tell you is how you did and you can't you can't change the past too late for it. So lagging indicators are important, but they're not the end all be all. What's really important are the leading indicators that will tell you what your lagging indicators will be in the future. So Focus more on leading indicators and not so much on lagging indicators. Um, not creating habits or rituals. We're always building habits, whether by intention or by accident. The habit that you have, Neil, of going to bed every night, whatever routine you have is a is a ritual that you've constructed, usually not by design, usually just by doing it over time, not thinking about it, but we all have that. So think for every goal that you, you want to accomplish, right? every, every result you want to accomplish over the 12-week year, think what are there any habits or routines that I need to, to develop in order to achieve that? Really important. Especially important comes with things like weight loss. Uh, not relying and trusting in your GTD system. So again, I didn't get too deep into it here in this lesson, but uh, find some sort of project management task manager. Asana is a great one. I know, Neil, you use that. I use ClickUp, which is uh, – uh, I used to use Asana. I use ClickUp now, but they're both good tools. OmniFocus is another one. There's tons of them out there, but to have some sort of task management slash project management tool and trust in that system. Uh, and then lastly, going it alone. People go it alone because they're afraid of being vulnerable. They're afraid of letting somebody else down or they're afraid of not living up to their full potential. And it's easier to lie to ourselves than it's to lie to others. So find a battle buddy or somebody that can hold you accountable, that maybe you can hold them accountable for their goals. But find some sort of support system. And it may not be your spouse. Oftentimes, our, our husbands and wives aren't the best support system because uh, they're also, in a lot of ways, invested in who we were, right? That's why when a lot of folks want to start a business, they tell their family members about it. What do they do, right? Are you sure? Are you sure it's not the right time? Is this the right economy? Because they're invested in who you were, back then, not in who you will become. So sometimes um, it may not be in your best interest to get close family and friends involved in accountability because and they also are less likely to hold you truly accountable. So there's some value in finding somebody else that you respect that you can work with who isn't your husband or wife that can hold you accountable and is not willing to listen to your bullshit. Right? Yeah. So anyway, that is, again, not a uh, 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 not uh, the the complete list, but this these are the most common points of failure that I see in terms of of 
uh, not hitting your quarterly goals. Right? Yeah, and I'll add one to it, David. Just one is, and you're you were touching on it, right? Is don't lie to yourself. Okay, there's no therapist. It's just you. So now you know it had to be done. You've been through it. You've written it down. Why didn't you do it? You scared? Come on, you scared? You you're scared? Uh, talk to yourself and don't lie to yourself. Okay, because a you're gonna know you're lying to yourself, and then you get all weird. Okay, doesn't work. That's my advice. Add on that, right? Just simple, right? Hundred percent. But you, you know, it, build, it, right? It, it, you know what it is. I mean, <laughs> you know, we lie to ourselves all the time. Um, how, like, Neil, you look in the mirror every day, right? Um, but how often do you really look at yourself? You know what I mean? Wow, like, do, like, do you like, do you remember? You know, like, do you remember? Can you think in your head of when you looked in your in the mirror this morning at your face? Like you don't. You just you go through life, and we all do. We go through life and just don't. We don't think about what we see. Versus just taking a moment and actually looking at yourself in the eye in the mirror. I see you when I when I'm out of the shower looking in the mirror. I see your face in my body. It's weird. Is that weird? Actually, uh, that's me out in the, in the, in the, in your, uh, looking in, inside the, uh, the, 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 the bathroom window and the shrubs outside with the ski mask. That's exactly. yeah. That is me, uh, ski mask and holding so, a rubber chicken for, David, my, for my comfort, obviously. Stop it. Uh, Listen, great <laughs> stuff. I, I, I love it. It's the first I've seen it. it it's just wonderful. Everyone buy David's package. David, where, where, where do they get your package again, David? We were talking about making yeah, this so your package so here you are if you want to to get the recession breaking program it's a complete course 21 lessons and it's really focused on operations systems financial management cash management there, there's some marketing and sales stuff uh, in there as well but it's really systems focused and operations go to uh the digitalheadhunter.com forward slash rb and use code break 50 for 50 percent off and that offer is good until the end of the year right up to the first and then, uh, and also, if anybody needs a back office solution, go to backofficenow.com. That's Neil's company. Uh, if you're looking to break into the contractor staff operation market this year, which you really should, then go to backofficenow.com and they can take care of all the headaches so you don't have to. All right. David, any big right. New Year's plans before we say goodbye and wish everyone a happy New Year? You know what? Not really. I, I uh, lately I've been staying home. I'm gonna stay home and I'll, I'll watch the ball drop with uh, with my my family. But uh, I really don't go out much anymore. I'm a bit of a homebody. Well, I know it's crazy, uh, brother. I'm at 57th and 8th. Okay, I have no plans this New Year. So the odds are it's gonna be literally Times Square. You can see all the people out my window. I'll see the fireworks, which I enjoy from my window. And I'm gonna be staying in like like because I, I it's never been a big thing. I'm right there, and there's a chance I'm gonna stay in. So I feel your, I hear you, my brother. Happy New Year, David. Great year with you. Great shows. I uh, really enjoyed everything. Uh, a lot of work, you know, you've put into it, and I thank you for it. And I uh, wish you and your family an amazing, and all of our listeners uh, an incredible uh, New Year. Hope you had a great Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and whatever. And uh, David, I thank you brother. and wish you Thank you, brother. And likewise. And also thank all of you. I'd like to thank all of you as well. We're at 19 episodes so far. We haven't skipped a week yet, uh, at least for, as far as I can remember. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a fantastic run. I'm looking forward to another 50 or so episodes in the, in the next year. And uh, we've got some really, excited, really, ex uh, really exciting guests lined up for the coming year as well. So uh, with that said, folks, uh, that is it. I will see all of you next year. 
right? Next Thursday. Yes, Thank dear. you, Neil. Thank you, everybody watching this. And uh, with that said, peace out, Cup Scout. Bye, everybody. Later, tomatoes. No, later, tomato. Later, later, taters. Damn. Later.